0: what's up me, Dwelly Podcast listeners, Stuart Anderson here with just a short introduction before we get on with Queen of Gravel, Allison Tetrick. We're so grateful for the time she spent with us. She's so fun and uh, me and Chip just loved interviewing her and hearing all about her experiences and stories and uh, advice. She's got some great advice for the team. Uh, Chip actually met her at Wasatch All Road and uh, I, I saw her ride by me at Lodija going up Snake River. So uh, anyway, good connection with Allison. Thankful for her and the time she spent with us. Don't forget little team barbecue planned for October ninth. It's a Saturday night on the back uh, patio of Barbacoa up on Wasatch. So we'll have a little awards program for our um, MVPs and some some fun uh, triple crown winners. Just some some fun end of the season stuff. So October 9th, Some details on Facebook and on our email system. So uh, that's it really. Uh, We're working on kits for 2022, all white uh, Mijuele kits. They look awesome. Some really fun new things that are going to be coming out for next year, including a cargo pocket short, a custom cargo pocket uh, bib that's going to be so awesome for the team uh, and all you dirt lovers. So anyway, lots of fun stuff coming. Grateful for the podcast. Thankful for each of you. And a big shout out to Allison. All right, Enjoy. All right, everybody. Welcome to uh, Me Dwelle podcast. Grateful to be with you today. Uh, So excited for our guest, Allison Tetrick. Welcome, Allison.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: And Spence is joining us. Um, Not a whole lot of announcements for the team. Just super grateful for everybody that did Lodeja. 58 different Me Dwelle riders raced and uh, had a great day. I'm just kind of glad it's
2: over, to be honest, Chip. Hey, I am I am glad and grateful for it being over. But there is one good, solid announcement, Stu, and that is on October 9th, um, Team Party. That's right. Ooh, okay. To finish up like the uh, season. You are invited, Allie. Yeah, Barbacoa, patio Barbacoa up on Wasatch Boulevard. So uh,
0: we're we'll do some awards. Chip is getting the triple crown for competing in Crusher. Point to point. And loaded you. I even think you need a
2: special thing, chip, because you did all road too. Yes, that wow. is where I met Allie riding up the uh nasty Wasatch Wall.
1: Yeah, no, I... that was really fun. You were um having fun, good time riding. You were <laughs> like, Why are you back here? And I was like, Well, I wouldn't get a ride with you if I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> Those are some fun. those are some fun pictures of you guys. Uh, I
2: guess that was fun. Was that a fun moment of that day for you guys? uh you know the Wasatch wall started out okay. I think it was the maybe once you got to eleven thousand or twelve thousand vert that it started to wonder when is this going to <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is a long day. It's a lot of climbing
1: yeah, I didn't realize how long we would spend that high. Like I wasn't worried about the climbing and I had, you know, did Leadville and steamboat like lead And then the last best ride in Wasatch was on my way home. And I just was like, yeah, I'll go. Um, but like how long we spent above like 9,000 feet, just, you know, on those rollers and riding. Like, I didn't realize that until, uh, yeah, you got up there and you're like, we're not going down. We're not really going up, but we're, we're real high. We are real high. <laughs> i rode a what full a switch mountain bike so i was i was like very comfortable um definitely not racing it so um it was actually really fun i know i, I race gravel but um it was fun not to race and uh ride my epic evo i rode my leadville setup
0: <laughs> i think a lot of people and chip you can correct me if i'm wrong i think a lot of people wish they had ridden <laughs> like a mountain bike in that On that day,
2: that gravel, Um, that and and Ali, you should compare what that gravel, like going up that Wasatch Wall is compared to gravel events around the country that you've been racing in. It's nasty, right? Climbing that Wasatch Wall, like that gravel was like, that is nasty.
1: Yeah, that was, um, I was very happy with the mountain bike. Um, My gravel bike, I didn't plan on doing, I'm good friends with uh, Jeff Lowder that put on the event. He's a wonderful human being. Um, and I've been talking to him for a year about this event, you know, was trying, he was like trying to get me out. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm telling what's cool and gravel and what's not. Um, I definitely was like after party and beer. I know you guys are in Utah, but, I think that's so <laughs> um, and you know, what would made it fun. And then when, finally we're, we're coming through and I had my gravel bike set up for steamboat with the new SRAM Explorer group, which is a 1044 instead of the normal 1050. So it's better for like fast gravel, but not, doesn't have that 50, you know, mullet bailout. And he was like, oh, uh, if you're not racing, you might like riding your mountain bike. And I'm like, if Lauder's telling me that, I was, um, yeah. So I think that was definitely very difficult. Some of those descents were very chunky as well. Um, but that's the funny thing about gravel is like, what is gravel? Sometimes it's mountain biking. Sometimes it's road racing. I, Sometimes it's like random things where you're getting beach balls thrown, you know, at you going up a hill. Like it's just what happens. So that was um, on the more technical side, but there wasn't really any single track. The rocks were really chunky, um, and the yeah. gradients were very steep, as opposed to like a rolling unbound or a steamboat or a mm-hmm. gravel world. Uh, this was a this was definitely on the um, chunkier side and steeper. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah, I hope.
0: Yeah, When we, we interviewed uh, the Ventum CEO a couple weeks ago, who said they're gonna adjust the course and maybe make it a little not maybe a little more friendly uh, for next year, not quite so nasty. So, anyway, hey, well, um, Allison, I gotta, I mean, I want to introduce you formally. Uh, first of all, shame on you for not knowing uh, who she is, but I'll do a, a short introduction. I was really introduced to you by Kristen, so Kristen's obviously. A huge fan. And every time I was writing uh, your introduction, she kept saying, well, are you going to include, are you going to include her, how smart she is? Are you going to include her charity work? Are you going to include such? And so hopefully uh, we won't miss anything. I was, I was really taken back uh, Allison though, how uh, important education is to you. Uh, It's really neat to see how smart uh, you are and how much you worked on becoming uh, who you are professionally Um, and maybe we can, we can talk about that a little later. Um, uh, I love your backstory about getting involved in cycling and, and your grandfather, uh, such a neat story, kind of, uh, moving you into cycling and into sport. Um, I would love to hear, uh, your experience with him and your experience in getting into cycling. That would be a fun thing to, to talk about for a minute. And then Brianne told us, especially to ask you about, um, traumatic brain injury and taking care of your body, you know, taking care of yourself and uh, being an advocate for, for health and being an advocate for, um, not being a moron on a bike, which we have a, it's a thing. It's a lot of, (laughs) it's a thing, especially with this group. So anyway, we're, we're super grateful to have you on and, um, thanks for spending the time. I know you're super busy, so we're grateful to have you for a minute. So thanks.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I'm super excited to be here and uh yeah, we can we can dive in i um you know for those listening, I think something that I yeah education is huge. so for those of parents that you know if you want your kid to race bikes, um I'm always into you know your school's most important first you know first and foremost, and then for me as a cyclist i um, I have a biochemistry background. um I was working in the lab for amgen Um and i found the bike through my grandfather and he didn't find so also another good thing for for the listeners uh my grandfather didn't find the bike till after 50. you know he's a korean war vet uh, contractor distance runner and he like shows up on some group rides which like i'm sure a lot of you guys do and he's just like 50 something year old hanging with like the young guys and he's like, I'm pretty good at this bike riding thing, you know, and the, you know, he couldn't run anymore, he's, you know, running's hard, right? Um, and he got into it really late and he ended up being um, 17 time national champion, like master's national champion for USA Cycling. Yes. And he did, I was at his last, um, he unfortunately passed away a few years ago, but I was at his last na- uh, master's and he was 85 and racing and they didn't even have an 85 plus category yet. He's just racing with <laughs> the young 80s. <laughs> 80 year olds. <laughs> and he's out there. I'm like, what's your plan? Grampy. He's like to win, you know? Um, yes. but he taught me a lot on the bike and he's the one that got me into the sport. And he, I played tennis in college and, um, there I am working in a lab after tennis and running and getting, I'm living in Boston at the time. And you know how it is. You play a NCAA, I play NCAA sports, but you're like, but never was I going to be pro. I, as much as I would like to have been, I wasn't, didn't start soon enough. And, Um, I'm just like still this competitive edge and so I'm like running thinking I'm pretty fast. And my Grampy keeps telling me, like, ride a bike, and I'm like, that is the dorkiest mother thing I've ever
0: seen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like those like neon clothes, the Uh like you know, and I'm like, you get out on this bike, I'll hunched over like a weirdo, you know that's nah, cool i'll just take your musette bags instead um oh, yeah. and and then i tried racing bikes yeah. um i did triathlon and then quickly got into bike racing And within two months it was uh pretty phenomenal like it turns out i probably got as lungs. um so I, he was the first person to like pick me up from the airport and take me to the u.s olympic committee like i went to the like talent id camp and then i'm racing in europe and two months later still terrified about falling over on the start line like clipping <laughs> in was still a problem My it still God. is let's be honest clipping <laughs> in can be hard right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah he was a uh, phenomenal but it so something though to think about is uh finding it late in, late in life and hit the two things he or se- taught me several things but um cycling teaches you humility um there's always somebody better than you you can be peter sagan and, and world champion one day and the next day you can still get beat and so that's just something like don't compare yourself on your results into other people but it's like your performance and he wasn't a very emotional guy it took him a long time to tell me he love me and that's not nothing bad like he really loved me he's just was a very serious guy and uh he though you know i'd call him crying and he'd be like well did you rest like and if, if i said oh, he'd be like, what could you change and then he'd say he's like all right next time but like ow oh, it's okay you know there's always someone better this is a you know, this is a hard sport and just all you can do is be your best. And, um, I think that's really great advice. And then watch him as he aged to keep pushing his limits and, you know, he's getting slower and he was calling me frustrated, you know, and, uh, to keep going out and did he do his best. So, and I guarantee right now, he's somewhere looking down at us saying he did his best, you know? Yeah, so. Nice.
0: I love that. So and I, then I almost
1: started crying. I got through that. <laughs>
0: that was. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, from from there, Allison, you have obviously prestigious uh, a list of uh, you know world accomplishments, uh, races, and and whatnot. A- any of those, I mean, for you as you, as you look back uh, and you know racing with Brianne, um, what stands out most from your professional career as a as like a road cyclist?
1: Yeah, so I started racing around two thousand nine. Um. And, you know, immediately was racing around the world, U.S. national team. I raced at the world tour level for quite some time. Um, I've had some of my, like, I've had some really fun wins. Um, you know, you always remember the the races you did well at, not not the ones sometimes you didn't see well. At. You you try to forget those, but um, you either win or you learn, is that what they say? Um, yeah. <laughs> so the one I won, I probably don't, you know, learn much, but I lost a lot more than I won. Um I think some of my favorite standout uh, moments were around teams. So one being racing the Giro Dawn, so the women's Giro d'Italia 10 days in Italy and uh, on the national team for USA national team. And we we won with Mara Abbott, um, very talented climber, um, phenomenal, very famous for her unfortunate fourth place at the Olympics um, in last uh, 2000, whatever, Olympics before this one. but that was just about kind of working together for an ultimate goal. Um, my first UCI win was Tour de San Luis in Argentina. And I was racing, I was guest riding on an Argentinian team. And so we have like a party bus going to the races and Argentinians like love to dance and eat red meat and red wine and I was in heaven. Um,
2: and, and it was just so fun
1: to not have pressure. And I'm just racing, I'm guest riding on a local team. And then I win like a UCI like, Tour de San Luis and uh yeah that was like probably one of my favorite and then my most favorite is not about winning but I raced for Astana um yeah a summer and it was one of these things that we do this in cycling you know like we like to glorify suffering and which I hate and and we like to make things sound harder you know like how many times it's like somebody passes me at Leadville and like some guys like hey you should get descending lessons or like you should try cyclocross sometime or you know like <laughs> we just like you know but like that's what we do we're like cyclocross is so hard but it's so good for your skills you should try you know like we always like make things sound so hard as cyclists and then you do it and you're like and eh. and so in the U.S. when I was racing I had teams it's like Alison, you need to get tougher you know like you know, you need to go to Europe where the roads are smaller and people are like racing for a living and not just like you do this for so much fun. And so I like went race for Astana and the, I'm the only American on the team. The, like no one really speaks English. It's a wonderful team. Like we have nine different countries. It's just this really cool experience. I'm living in Italy and the team director's like, I like you. Like these girls race because they have to, you race because you have passion. Like you have the passion mm. for the sport. And I love that because I'm like, see, like You can do both. You can race because you have to, and you also can just race because you love it. And we showed up for the UCI world championships and training for the team time trial, which is like the hardest discipline in the entire world. Um, I think like you just hate your teammates. You swear a lot at them because they're going so hard and we show up and um, I've been doing like these training camps, but I don't understand what's going on. They send us to altitude. Like you don't eat much. Like I'm trying to like hoard food and find naparol is around, like trying to survive. You know, I'm a, I'm good, and like our team just like bonded over like kind of just struggling through training. And we're doing team time trial exercises, and I'm in the radio, but they're not speaking English. Obviously, they're they're speaking Italian, and I don't know when we're going hard, when we're not going hard. So my training was even harder than theirs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're going hard. How long are we going hard? And uh, we show up to the the UCI World Championships, so the team time trial, and. I'm like, I tell my director, Walter, I'm like, you just have to speak English a little bit to me in the radio because I'm going to be going full gas, you know, bleeding through my eyes. And I understand enough Italian just to hurt myself. And he's like, yeah, 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 Alice and I will, uh, little, you know, a little English for you. I'll tell you what to do. And we go and do it. And the only thing in English he said is Alice is no break. Cause I like to break a lot. <laughs> I think breaks are very convenient. You know, they slow you <laughs> down. <laughs> so he says Alice no break. And he's telling us the whole race, like, Oh, you guys are the fastest. You're the most beautiful. You know, like, you know, I never got there. You know, like, go girls, go girls. And he's saying how beautiful and fast we are. We have the fastest time. And we finished and we actually did have the fastest time. And we ended up getting third. And we were like the happiest third place, like bad news bears, like on this little team. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you do get those moments where you're like, we are the happiest. And that was like, was we were, we had the fastest split in the first half. He's like, no, no, no. You were much slower. <laughs> but he was like pushing us and he just knew how to bring us together. So it's one of those beautiful things. I was like, I don't ever want to do this again because you can't recreate that moment. So that's huh. probably one of my favorite oh, road racing career.
0: Mm, love it. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so fun. So cool. Um, Ali, when you transition from professional road cycling, uh, into being, uh, and Chip's going to talk a little bit more about, uh, gravel and, and your career, um, But can you talk a little bit about, uh, your brain injury and kind of what, what caused the transition into, into gravel?
1: Are you going or do I talk?
2: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're good. Walk us us through the transition from that point.
1: So I was racing on, um, a world tour team silence. So for Canada, um, and this is in 2016 and 17 and, um, wonderful director. He was actually my director when we won the Giro Manel and, um, living in Europe full time, living in Spain, actually now instead of Italy, which it was awesome as well. Um, and racing, racing. And, and once you start showing up to start lines, like to these big races that everyone, you know, puts on a pedestal, like Landers, and you're showing up and I'm just kind of like, mm, all right, yeah, I'm going to do my job and do this I'm gonna have, you know, and then I'm going to, I can't wait to go back to my pool in Spain, you know. (laughs) And and then I started also uh, because of my I had a really bad injury in 2010, then into 2012, which we can dive into quickly. But um, I have I have a very let's call it a high respect for gravity. (laughs) Um, Lots of respect as a scientist, yes, and as a um, my head is very fragile. Um, Coming back from a traumatic brain injury and then subsequent concussions um little things can jostle it you know people like just break your helmet and like no but i don't feel okay you know so i was i was breaking more so i was like becoming more of a domestique than it or a solo stage hunter than i was you know gunning to the final finish because it i was scared and once i raked one too many times just in thinking like i wasn't actually enjoying being that scared um Mm. into the final kilometers um that there was probably another wonderful woman that deserved this opportunity that I had. And I was like, I want to do something that actually inspires me if I'm not finding inspiration in what I'm doing, like what does. And I live in Petaluma, California, um, where Yuri Hoswald lives and he's a famous OG gravel rider and Rebecca Rush would come and visit him. And I heard about what it was called at the time, Dirty Kanza, which is now Unbound. And it's like, they just always look like they're having so much fun on their bikes and like (laughs) we don't look like we're having fun on our bikes, racing world tour. (laughs) We're like, you know, and like not talking to anybody. You get your team bus, you get your like massage. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't even like massages. And I just want a beer afterwards. And I just want to hang out with my family and I, or like friends. And I couldn't do that. So I wanted to leave uh, silence. And Manel's like, give me one more year. And I was like, fine, one more year. And I get to pick all the races I want to do. And one of them is going to be this gravel race. He's like, what is, what is this gravel? I'm going to do this 200 mile like dirt ride. He was like, that's dumb. You'll be so slow from that. Probably true. But, um, and he goes, okay, you can do all the races except these ones that you hate. And I was like, fine. (laughs) And I, I didn't even, it wasn't about racing Unbound at the time, but it was just, I wanted to experience it and I thought I'm, you know, getting paid to ride bikes, why not? And so I finished Unbound, um, one, still have the course record on there um, yeah. and that was in 2017 and it was like the most tired I've ever been, like the next day I woke up, like biggest bike hangover ever, like everything in my body hurt, like puffy eyes, like you know, having my Bloody Mary the next morning, you're like, what that? Like, what did I do? You know, like, what happened to me? And everyone was like, was that the hardest thing you've ever done? I'm like, well, no, it's totally different. Like, have you ever been dropped at Flesh Alone 17,000 times and mean yelled at the radio and like told to get back up and work again to get dropped again? Like, that's really freaking hard too. But this yeah. was just like a different, like, I think my body was ready for something. My body and mind was ready for something different. And then then like queen of gravel came. Like I just started going to every gravel event, uh, one gravel worlds three times and just did all the gravel. Now gravel is like a UCI thing going the news today,
2: which yeah. I already knew yeah. that was
1: coming, but, um, you know, that's totally cool. I mean, gravel to me still is going to be like, you know, what Spencer and I did at Wasatch like, I'm pretty much on that boat of just like, let's go ride gravel. Like with that is on my mountain bike or, you know, but I think it's about inclusivity and, and bringing you know, just having fun. And if you want to go hard, go hard. If you're hard is my, you know, it doesn't matter, but that's kind of how yeah. the transition happened. And, uh, fortunately I had been working with specialized at the time, um, while I was racing on a product development for a new saddle for women. So we did the mimic technology, which was super cool. Um, I was like, you know, Houston, we have a problem. Girls aren't comfortable on bikes. <laughs> and, <laughs> through when i was still racing pro um, so that was a very nice transition for me also to work with specialized in a larger fashion um, and so i still currently represent them and you know believe in what they do um, but our mimic saddles great now i'm on the mirror like we keep our dis um you know making things gender specific when they need to be and not you know so that's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast but super cool um, saddles are great from them and choose everything but that's been yeah. fun product development. So it looks like it's just like ambassador, which it is, but to get to work with the, like the engineers and the managers and, you know, that's so fun. Like no matter what bike company it is, but specializes, you know, it's like a huge one. So that's pretty cool. Nice.
2: Well, go ahead, Spence. Yeah. Stay, stay on that for one second, Allie, because I thought, um, and everyone that follows, uh, Allie's social media is, is so fun. You do such an awesome job. And, the, the leading up to the new retro diverge, the new specialized retro <laughs> diverge, like the first day that you had the bike, like colored out and something special was coming. I was like sitting on the edge of my seat, like what is coming tomorrow? You know? And then there it was. And it was like, now this is cool. So as you talk a little bit about like being able to be on cutting edge with specialized and trialing and riding the, everything new, that is so
1: awesome so
0: it, well and yeah, our it's team good. it's it,
1: it's super cool because well i mean i'm not trying to be do all the sponsor plugs but you know they it's a it's a rad company that really does put their money where their you know like mouth is and but i've been when we launched the new diverge in 2020 i've been riding the new diverge for two three years when it looked like it was duct tape together with exposed <laughs> carbon you know it, <laughs> and it's so fun how much like you know, I get on it and, um, it's my science background and I'm a little bit of a princess in the P, you know, especially when it comes to saddles, bikes. And like, since I am so risk adverse too, if I feel more confident on the bike or I can ride wider tires, like what do I want is different than what you guys might want, but they bring in, you know, lots of people like that, but it is fun to watch this duct tape looking bike. I'm like, are you guys sure? Is this like a death bike? Like, what are you putting me on? Or like Mm -hmm. a saddle, like (laughs) I'll cut out what I like, I'm like, I feel pressure right here. And they just like, exacto knife it out put some foam and they're like now try it i'm like better you know and and that's just like super cool to see like how much like dork is in the bike industry which is fun also that we're recognizing what yeah what women need what men need and just making things faster better safer like it's super cool
2: Hmm.
1: we're dorks well we
0: we it's fun to watch though like uh the stuff that you uh, so that bike um this group like the midwelle group i would say maybe 2 years ago all bought gravel and cycle cross bikes and then they all arrived at the ride in flannel shirts and i'm like what do you what's going on what what's happening uh where is this co-? and then it's from you and then my wife wears a bandana all your bandanas that she wears and it's so fun to watch um in my opinion big kudos to you for setting not only the some trends and some fun things that are going on in cycling but to stay relevant and and share fun stories and share neat things that help the bike community in a way that is like positive and healthy and helps the group grow um that is a really big kudos to you for all the work you do there so um, yes, you're just
1: trying to make me feel great right now thank you so much.
0: <laughs> that's good <laughs> you're I awesome I
1: think though that goes back to the basic of and we do not even want to say the word spirit of gravel but I just said it so just pretend I didn't. <laughs>
0: that's the no, new title like, of the podcast. It is what title Kristen podcast.
1: does and you guys do. It's it's just inclusivity, right? Like it's making it fun and the flannels or the jorts or whatever. I mean, yeah, sure. Go have a UCI world championships. And there are people, I mean, go race it. You know, if that's your goal, do it. That's awesome. But also like we don't always have to take ourselves so seriously on bikes either and so, you know, people are riding bikes, like, so like back to people making things sound really hard. We also tend to judge like, oh, you know, their kit doesn't match or their socks are too low or their glasses are in the wrong place. Like, you know, and you guys will agree with me. If you're riding bikes, like you're doing it right. Right. Like, yep. You're just doing it right. Like your saddle height is fine. And maybe you have some knee pain, you know, go to Brian Day for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> But like really like so many, like we tend to critique on that, you know, cause it's this, you know, aesthetics um, and I'm sure you, you have all levels in your, in your crew, but just, you know, we help each other when it's needed. And other times just like cheer people on super rad yeah. riding bikes.
2: <laughs> yeah. So cool. Um, Allie, if we can stay on some of these crazy rides that we've began to talk about, um, here's a question that, I think that many are noticing, especially in the the gravel events, it's almost like Unbound maybe set the tone for, um, okay, this is possibly or is the hardest gravel event in the country. But every gravel event that is launching or a, a new director creates a new event is like setting that as, as the that that's setting the tone and therefore every director is trying to either outdo it or come up with quote unquote, the hardest gravel ride in Utah, Colorado, you know, Wyoming. And, and, um, so is it like, is it becoming like, um, dude, this event is so hard that it's taking the fun out of it or is it like, Hey, you just better expect that any of these events is going to be, it it just is what it is. And then here's the kind of the, what I've noticed is that in, in gravel racing, because there's so much terrain available in the forests and gravel roads, therefore you can go for 200 miles, et cetera, versus like a road race. You can only, um, work out and get licensing for so much space. Right. Um, so what are your thoughts on like the future of gravel racing and each director just continuing to try to outdo the, the last race?
1: Yeah. I mean, they definitely do, but there's going to be a space for, we're, we're watching, we're at a pivot point of gravel, right? Where I was talking to a couple of directors this morning and um, just some text messages and Basically, what I see is there's two disciplines because we have this whole like, you know, whatever gravel controversy on teens, which has been happening forever. And I refuse to talk about that. So, um, <laughs> so you're going to have these pointy end of the races and, and yeah, pros are getting paid to race like and ride and you're going to have teams and that. And then the other discipline is kind of where I think I fell in love with gravel, which for me, like it's back to telling your team and, you know, like find something that inspires you. Like I wanted to go to Unbound because I'd never ridden 200 miles, like longest I'd ridden was 120. And it was awesome. Personally, I am not attracted to races that tell me like how death divine descents are, or like you, I don't like underbiking. Um, keep... some people love it and props to them. But if you tell me it's underbiking, which I mean, if you guys know what that is, but it's like, there is no right bike. And there's like gnarly single track, but then we put you on tarmac, and then you go on mm-hmm. fast gravel roads, and you're gonna have this. I'm like, cool, man, I'm and race promoters will send that to me. And they per- that's just not my jam. Like I'm, I'm a roadie at heart. So I like monotony. I like to like push my endurance. I like, like, that's what I, I like. So, but you know, each to their own. Some people love just shredding, you know, some of those descents we did, you know, at Wasatch or whatever, right. Where like on my mountain bike, they were awesome. I was just so happy I wasn't on my gravel bike, but I've never passed <laughs> that many dudes on a descent. Like, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. underbiking. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. my bike is better for this situation. Um, so, I mean, some of like, I, they are trying to one up, but now there's going to start becoming a theme. Like there's also like a race every weekend. There's three every weekend. Um, and it's hard to choose from. Um, but I think that's awesome for me personally, I'm going to still support right now. I'm on the the path of going to new events. Like that's, I was literally driving through Utah to go ski, stay at Green Dave's and I was going to be driving right through park city. And I was like, yes, I'll go stay in Heber and do this. And, mm-hmm. you know, but, um. My neighbor just said, hi, sorry, she's so cute, she's nine. Um, but I think it's about, um, they are trying to one-up and all of that, and that's not bad. Like, eventually you're going to hit your limit. Like, personally, I don't, it, it's what you want to do and look at it. Um, I think some of you, like, some people get shocked when you hit an event, and you're like, oh, that was a lot harder. Like, like, I was telling Jeff after Wasatch, I think I would have really liked the 60-mile version of that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I thought it would take me, whatever, seven hours, and it took me eight and or you know whatever you know and you're like wow that was longer than i thought <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally fine um so there's going to be just that's I, I did a series of like 50 shades of gravel um uh, because gravel doesn't really have a definition like where you guys are your gravel is different than mine i don't really have gravel here in norcal like they it's mountain biking um where mm-hmm. i am so either I mountain bike or I road bike uh, if you did a gravel race it would be gnarly um which they did but most people ride mountain bikes because they know better. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's just, um, it, it's about finding that sweet spot, but hopefully there's always grassroots events that keep that general, like encouragement to get people just to come and try in their flannel shirts. Like we have this grasshopper series here that um, is kind of got famous for a hot minute and it probably still will be when I'm getting interviewed for like Velo news on my local series, I ride my bike too and ride back. I mean, Kat Nash and Kate Courtney are there, but we just have fun, like kind of kicking each other's teeth in and then having beers and like riding home. And then suddenly like everyone like rabble was hip. So that was funny. Um, (laughs) and I hope like there's always those local like events you can go to and actually just really enjoy that bring people in the sport. And then there's going to be these ones that are going to get super intense and long and that's fun too, but choose your poison, you know, like you guys just did load That was actually, I mean, I had a lot of fun doing that because it was kind of like, it's a famous thing. And that was the fastest tour. I'd never ridden 200 miles that fast. I was like, well, this is like not bad. (laughs) The only time, other time I've ridden 200 miles on dirt. So I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. We're going real fast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You, you, I don't know, you, Pat, when we were going up the Snake River, we were about halfway up the canyon and you passed me. And because I knew you I knew you're in the race and it was kind of like oh man I hope I don't see her I hope they don't pass me knowing (laughs) that if you and there you came past me and you were alone and I'm like oh man I was having the time (laughs) of my
1: life I heard that (laughs) song like that construct the race is on and here it comes from the back stretch I was like I think I'm ready to go now yeah I feel great (laughs) That's the other oh, thing, you know, fun. that's what we do in, in cycling, like Lodejo and I, you know, we, we did it for Leadville too. It just goes back to like how we glorify these things. Like I know every climb in Leadville before I ever did it. Like this is my first mountain bike this year. First, I'm when I'm done on Leadville, but I loved it. I had so much fun, so I'm done. Um, but, you know, I like know about Powerline and Columbine and then like, I'm coming to Lodaja and like, people are like, you know, this climb and then this climb. And I'm like, I,
0: I don't know. Yeah, and
1: whatever, <laughs> man, it's, when's the finish?
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: But like yeah, that's a big deal
0: yeah
1: I, uh, that was really Now, fun now to I can't have remember you. any of your climbs sorry
0: yep. <laughs> I went up them That's okay yeah just come next year. it'll be great.
1: Yep.
2: So Ali hey. th- these events what what was the best of it from me looking outside in looking at the events you did in 2021 like i am I am sold on going to Montana and doing the last best ride event. Mm -hmm. Um, that looks so awesome but then to top it off the next day riding your bike up glacier looked just as good like that is the coolest event
1: yeah that was pretty awesome also really cold but just bring warmer clothes than i had brought on this long trip
2: um Mm -hmm.
1: gravel locos i really loved in texas in hypo texas 150 miles pretty like really like you guys it was pouring rain but it was like warm rain and Mm -hmm. like here, that would mean mud. There, it's, I mean, and it's like nice gravel. So it's like definitely my gravel bike was perfect. Not once did I not, you know, want a road bike or a mountain bike. And it rained and it still stayed compact and not te- like, it's not technical. Like it wasn't like suddenly you're in peanut butter. Um, yeah. And it was a free community event all going to that local town, which I loved that one. Um, Unbound, I had a, I had a, I had a time. Um, I'm I'm like family to them. Like, like literally, there's like a huge life size poster of me in a bar, and like it's yeah, uh, yeah. Last best ride, Jess Sarah. She's a dear friend, so her and I decided to tie for second at Gravel Locos because <laughs> we were like racing, and it was just like this really cool experience where we're racing, we're racing, we're like, like we're really good friends. Hence, I drove like 20 hours to Whitefish to see her. So, yep. <laughs> um, and kind of look at each other it's about 50 miles to go and 150 and she's like what are you thinking and I just got the chills and I'm like I don't know what do you what I have a really crazy idea and she's like me too and I was like do you want to tie (laughs) and she's like yes (laughs) and then we just go and shred and like just exchange a pull for pull it goes hard as we can but not like being mean to the like not you know you can kind of screw somebody up and like pull too hard or and we just start riding so hard and and then we're like cross the line together and we're like, we will get second place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, that was really cool. Um, and then, you know, her ride up in Whitefish. And then the next day we did Glacier, um, which was awesome. You just have to be out of the park by 11. So you start really early. And I'm just going to tell you, it was 37 degrees at the start. And I didn't have like more. Wow.
0: So
1: I was really cold, but it was really pretty. And the yeah it was not far from you guys I toured a tour to vineyards for a roll map road mm-hmm. not gravel. but um that was awesome but the next day i did they have an event this weekend i think it's probably sold out but um road riding again yeah, but i did a tour of the moon i don't know if you guys have ever ridden that I, I posted photos on my instagram it's all road bike it's like it's a 41 mile loop but there they have a 41 and like a 64 you can just go ride it but um freaking insane A r- total road ride but um it's out of grand junction i don't think that's yeah. like that far from utah i mean that's close no, like, yeah, it's like Moab, that's cool. but i didn't know it existed it's it's called the um colorado monument but hmm. the road is like tour of the moon byway or something and it it's just like grand canyon and you're just like riding your bike around it and that was really cool so i yeah and i did Indie pass last week too like i'm just like mm-hmm. crossing off lists like, i don't know <laughs> what I, uh-huh. I need to be home. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, we were. So there's um, something
1: for everybody. You know, yeah. and I, I do love a good road ride. You guys just did load of justice. So do you. Like, I, yeah. I, I love gravel, but I, I love, like, I love the road ride too. It's fast.
0: What do you think is, is 2022 going to look the same? Are you planning on. Doing the same, as active as you were, and and I guess more importantly than that, what is it that's driving you? Are you still just in love with all of the events, or is it is it something different, something deeper?
1: I forgot about that one event though. Oregon Do Trail, Trail Gravel Grinder. Yeah, I forgot about one event. Yeah. Oregon Trail oh, Gravel we're... Grinder. The the five days, like it's point mm-hmm. to point camping all around Cascade and bed Oregon, like the Cascade yeah. Mountains. Yeah, Freaking awesome gravel. Okay, yeah, we'll grinder. Oregon Trail gravel rider. Uh, everyone says it's expensive, and you're like, it's five days. You get three meals, snack stops, fully supported beer, whiskey.
2: It was good. Like you yeah. can't even
1: get a hotel for that price. Yeah. Anyway, but it's they and they set up the tent for you because I'm not a camper really, but they like bring you your big Tupperware. It's kind of like you know some of those mountain bike race styles. They bring you your stuff along. Um, but yeah, you're just like going around like Mount Bachelor and all of that. Like it's epic. Um, anyway uh next year'll look similar um full gas uh I love supporting the sport. I also think it's good to social listen on you know what need like what does the sport need how can we help um hmm. for me may, that might not be racing you know maybe like you know maybe I have to ride a Spencer I don't know
2: I'm just that's right that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there
1: maybe he needs my support uh um, I'll be there. <laughs> No, but you know, like, I, I mean, I'm thinking about like, how do we bring more people, which is, you know, Chris and I have bonded over, over this is, you know, more women in the sport and, you know, Brie as well is like, she has her women's rides there in Salt Lake City on um, getting diversity and like creating more opportunity. And sometimes that's not, you know, riding elbows out full gas at the front, which is totally cool. Like winning totally fun and I love to win, but there's a need, I think, to to bring people in and start these conversations and so I, I I like to support new events. Um I but you know there's some that are just I think do really a good job for their communities. So I'm always going to go back to a few of my favorites and then um yeah go from there and just try to create more start lines like more opportunities for people to get to start lines I think is is my big mm-hmm. my big plan. Um, That's awesome. Yeah it's um,
2: on that note, yeah. Allie, one thing that is really cool, we've mentioned bandanas like twice, three times, but for those listening, the bandanas, the the foundation support scholarships for um, for girls joining uh, NICA, and, and many on this uh, that are listening, you, actually, Stu and I both have kids racing in NICA for our local high school, and such a cool um program and and so allison's foundation provides scholarships for a full season correct Um, yeah we did
1: five selling bandanas which is actually like pretty darn good for a bandana so far we're gonna do another round not another well yes we will do but um we ended up doing five scholarships for um the first five just went to norcal high school cycling league which is part of NICA. But I was able to attend their grit camp, which is girls riding together, yeah. and award right. these um athletes of female identifying athletes with financial need to get a scholarship to be able to race Nica. And then luckily I have wonderful partners. So they got some specialized swag, chamois butter, camelbacks. Like they were got the cycling like set up and they were so stoked. <laughs> so Yeah, that was super cool. Um, If anyone's interested, it's in the link in my bio on Instagram um, or just Google Alison Tedrick Bandana. It'll it'll probably come up. But um, we have some, I have one new extra style. And we did, um, when we were in Grotto Locos, uh, I sold some bandanas there that went to the local fire station because I I like going to, you know, just helping local... you know, communities that we impact with bikes. And then, um, we did at Unbound, I sold bandanas, which went to Outride and the Lifetime Foundation, which was super cool. But the ones on my website, all go to Nike, Um, and that's, yeah. So five scholarships was a lot. Um, it was really exciting and I'm hoping to do a few more before the end of the year. Um, as we get into this next race season. So awesome.
0: Those great, those great girls are awesome. Kristen hosts, uh, a group here in Salt Lake. And specialized did the same thing. She asked them. She just said, "Hey," and they sent me cool. I have had a hard time not dipping into the specialized grit goodie box that was sent to our house. It's so good. They they were awesome to step up and send these. It's girls. It's so
1: cool. The girls have their they got like their outfits, and they're so yeah. excited. And mm-hmm. you know, as you guys all know, cycling is um, the barrier to entry is quite high. Um, so. Any anything we can do to alleviate that, um, and that's the way we get more people in sport. You know, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to to ride bikes when I was in high school, but yeah. you know, those bikes are expensive. My my parents did give me a horse, but um, which is probably
0: <laughs> about the <same> price. nice. <laughs> hey, well, um, a career,
1: so.
0: Allison, you've had so much experience just in bike culture, bike life. As we as we like wrap up. Is there any advice that you would give to like young cyclists, uh, young members of this team, or even, um, you know, girls uh, on our team or or young riders, any advice you get, and it doesn't have to be cycling advice, anything you've learned that you'd want to pass on.
1: Yeah, I think, um, first of all, we'll we'll talk really, I mean, I might go over a second, but um, just really quick on being a traumatic brain injury survivor, which is just basically a more severe form of a concussion. It just meant I was unconscious, but Head injuries are, are gnarly, and I think a lot of us come back too fast. And so that would go into my advice that the year after I'm life flighted out out of the Cascades, actually, in Bend, Oregon, um, life flighted out seizures for a few days and didn't, couldn't read for a year. Um, but you know what? I came back so fast, and everyone's like, that's awesome. You're so fast. And that was probably the most unhealthy I've ever been in my life is because Mm. I didn't. So this goes to my advice. So sorry, but my I I was so fixated on coming back, you know, like I have a broken pelvis, and I'm ignoring the whole chaos in my brain, because you know, that's what we do when we're stressed or mentally unhealthy. Um, you know, you tend to compartmentalize that. And so I'm like, waiting for my bones to heal. So I come back and I'm winning all these races and getting all these big contracts. But that was the most unbalanced in my life I'd ever been and most unhappy. Um, so first of all, like comparing yourself to others and results, like enjoy the process. But for me, it was about um, also separating my identity as this athlete that was going to go to the Olympics and going to do all these cool things and going to be all of that. And now I'm like, I'm so much more because I wasn't <laughs> because I had to learn that I wasn't just an athlete. I'm a, I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. I'm a granddaughter. <laughs> I'm a scientist. I'm a cowgirl. Like, it took therapy, don't get me wrong, but like to realize that I wasn't just a cyclist or just an athlete, and I, it, it really made me happier. And did it make me as fast as I could have been? Actually, maybe, but maybe not. But I was happier, healthier, more loving and had a better support system because of it. So if I didn't live on an island with that laser focus. So that's why we were talking about at the beginning of the program that education is so important. Um, during my career I maintained a full-time job and I still do outside of bikes Um, and that's just important because it goes back to that balance and people would ask like I'm taking conference calls at two in the morning and then racing in Europe you know I'm in Europe and taking these calls late and I'm just not even telling you when I'm in Europe like I'm kind of doing this side hustle but slash full-time job for a real big company and but it was kind of fun because when I did like start breaking in the corners or I crashed or something I'm like man, I got a day job. Like I'm good if I don't get, but that made me, I think a happier, more balanced athlete. You're like, yeah, I'll have a glass of wine or yeah, I'll laugh mm-hmm. at the start line. Like I don't need to be cold or, you know, so I think it's I'm telling everyone to have a beat, but to always like focus on that education and balance. And then and having a career that just gives you something more than just bikes. Cause so many times we fixate on only bikes and that goes into the older racers, you know, like older, I mean, just not the get it freeze. Oh yeah. Not just the kids or, you know, like not just junior racers, but you know, a lot of times, you know, people sacrifice time with their family or they want to train like a pro. And I know Brie and Dave would um, agree with me on this, but, I can win unbound and set the course record and do I, or win Lodaja, I can win gravel worlds. And did I ever ride 200 miles? No. <laughs> did I ever ride 12 hours? No. Like my longest no. ride is probably six. Like you don't have to, just like you train for a marathon, you don't have to do that distance and do 30 hours a week to do that one event. And I think a lot of people want to train like a pro and do it if you want to, but don't sacrifice time with your family, your education, and that's where coaching comes in and that balance. Um, and, and yeah, so it's really hard for me to look at Strava sometimes being you know, like, yeah, they're going, they're going so hard, <laughs> they're going so long and I have to work. And then, then I realize, you know, Strava. I have more time to do other things and I'm happier or slash really stressed. I don't look at Strava.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stupid Strava.
1: <laughs> I, but like, you know, so you guys might have somebody that is like training for their first century or, you know they're nervous about a certain distance or, you know like a teammate that's like never done unbound, like literally i don't think you ever have to ride more than 100 miles to finish on down like i think you're fine yeah you you guys you know do you get what i'm saying on that like i think that's
0: i love it yeah very good it's awesome so good great advice
1: especially because like i see you know your kids just came home we got spencer in the office still like yeah you know the struggle's real but it's not right like you know when you went and did loaded you had fun but it's not like you have to sacrifice everything like I think that's where coaching comes in big. Like I have a great coach that's been with me forever. Um, and yeah, for him to give me structure on those busy days. So maybe my ride's only an hour and it might be really effing hard, but. just Efficient. I go with efficiency. And then I, like, sometimes I just want to have fun and then I tell him to not talk to me and I'm going to go ride all day with my friends, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, so it's a balance. He gave me workouts last night though. And they required weights and I don't own weights or a, a <laughs> foam roller or a yoga mat. So I was using a beach towel and wine bottles, which are 2.65 pounds. Perfect. Oh
2: my gosh. That's so awesome. So do as that's I good. say,
1: not as I do. <laughs> I was so like, stretch.
0: Here, let me just bottle of
2: wine, just beach towel. I love that's, it.
1: That's what I told him. That's I'm like, they're 2.65 2. pounds. But if I drink it, it's lighter
2: yeah <laughs> that's funny
1: <laughs> don't do that kids on um, but good. wait I don't have those on um, foam roller Sorry. now, but I'm sure that they're good for something
0: yeah, very cool.
1: <laughs> brie and Dave will kill me for say that one thing yeah
0: they will yep they will <laughs> well thanks allison um i we know we're gonna we're gonna wrap up, but we sure appreciate you and your time and your example to the team. We're grateful to just connect, and hopefully next time you come we can ride with you and Brianne hopefully we'll be uh we can ride in the back we'll just hide in the yeah we'll pretend that we're just uh in the back um, of Your your ride so I would love to
1: ride with you but mainly Kristen I'm just kidding I yep. already rode with Spencer so yep put Kristen on there, I was, I'm just kidding I guess technically yep. already passed your load of just so it's fine no I would love to be there I'll be there in October so hopefully to ride um and hi friend hi are we- <laughs> i'll be there in october yeah. maybe we can ride awesome
0: yes can you hear kristen
1: yes yeah you're
0: well, coming thanks. in october are you coming to visit brianne
1: mm, Specialized, but i will have to see my little b-rose in and brie brie so nice. yeah awesome.
2: okay yeah. thanks allie <laughs> thanks guys okay right. see you everybody Bye. See you,